Egg Sausage Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 32 of the Egg Sausage Podcast. My name is Gigi Nabyard. The lovely lady over there is the Dapper Dame. And tonight we're chatting about, well, glow-ups, positive things, uh, you know, the brighter side of things in general. Uh, we definitely have plenty to talk about considering the current state of the world with COVID and everything. Um, but I'm sure uh, Adrian has some different, you know, thoughts as well as far as, you know, stuff that are stuff that's positive outside of that. Um, but before we dive into that, we would love to thank all of you for helping us hit 100 listens across all major podcast platforms. We really, really appreciate that. A very small milestone, but a milestone nonetheless. And, uh, also, just uh, all we, we want to let you guys know that uh, we will no longer be, well, not no longer for maybe infinity, maybe sometime in the future we will go back to it, who knows, but for right now, we are putting the live podcast to the side. Uh, if you would like to see our beautiful faces, you still can on YouTube. Uh, the format in which we release episodes is not going to change, it's just we are not going to be streaming live on Twitch, so... Thank you for understanding that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's like the best platform for podcasts right now. I think they opened up that genre to like encourage it, but there's really no. There really you know, like, isn't. Draw to do it there. Yeah. And we've even had people from our own communities, you know, be like, hey, we want to engage with you guys. Uh, that's why we're on Twitch. Like we, we like the engagement versus, you know, just sitting there and listening to you guys. <laughs> Which yeah. doesn't you know. it feel weird to like say you guys, even though like we're not live right now. Yes. Like, I think we both feel a little awkward right now <laughs> recording this. <laughs> Nothing's awkward. <laughs> a little bit. It's different. It's different when you don't click go live. You just click record. Yeah. Well, I had mentioned just before we clicked record that uh, we wouldn't have like the the candid, you know, us talking before the actual podcast goes live type of thing, yeah. um, which was, in my opinion, a little bit of charm. But, you know, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> we can pretend. We can pretend. <laughs> Well, we can't now, now that the cat's out of the bag, but <laughs> we can edit that, that, edit that out. We right. Now. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're going to start the podcast now. <laughs> Hello everyone. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. <laughs> so what inspired, um, my, uh, take on this, on this subject was, uh, Actually, I, I just got done going for a walk. So if you guys like hear any heavy breathing, I apologize. I have not ran regularly in a while. So, um, but speaking of running, I, uh, I deliver for a living. And so I tend to see a lot of the same people walking or running, you know, down whatever major you know, roadways that I go, uh, down frequently. And, uh, there's, there's just always been this one gal who, you know, she's got her little, uh, she's got her little AirPods on, you know, she's got her little workout like clothing going on, but she was always walking, always walking, mm. never running, never running. And I was like, Hmm. All right. Maybe like she doesn't feel like she needs to run. What, whatever, whatever it may be, whatever it may be. I've probably seen her walking for the past year. Um, oh, wow. and oh, like, fine. 
Yeah, and like through the winter too. Like she she toughed it out, right? And uh I see her last week. I think that was when I messaged you about it and mm-hmm. it inspired the idea is I saw her running and she was like, she was doing really great. And I was just like, holy shit. You know, I mean, I guess maybe like her, like that was her way to like lose weight or like work up to like get to that level where she could like burn more weight or whatever it may be. Um, Mm -hmm. Or just, you know, in general card, I don't know, maybe she had some like cardiac issues. I don't know. But either way, it was just. Her name's Deborah. She's from Kansas. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But either way, it was like super just wholesome and like just to see the progression, I guess, even though I don't know, like just seeing somebody almost every day in your work day and then you're like, wow, you're you're running now. Hell yeah. Good for you. I hope that you attain whatever goal, obtain whatever goal that you were going for, you know, whatever it may be. It's nice to have those little like pockets of happiness like especially in recent weeks you know yeah it's, it's cool that you could see like the kind of like change in somebody you're like oh good for you dude i wish it wouldn't have i wish it wouldn't be awkward for me to like roll down the windows and like do some party poppers and like have like a bunch of like blasting music just to, like congratulate her you know yeah, on man. her yeah like on her little victory like <laughs> start playing like the rocky uh theme song like driving oh really God. slowly behind her just you know you <laughs> right. i believe in you you need some water right <laughs> <laughs> what about a pizza at the end of your run <laughs> oh my gosh that'd be so funny though but yeah it was just i don't know i mean especially just for a random stranger i mean obviously we always feel this way about like a friend or a fam- family member you know that has that mm-hmm. glow up um you know so yeah this is cool to see it just somebody from afar. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. What other kind of things have you, I don't know, noticed recently that either are of the glow up category or have just like made you happy recently? Well, going back to the whole COVID thing, and it's unfortunate that this is true, but it totally is true. And it's been said a couple different places. I know Joe Rogan has touched on this a couple of times. But um, it it really sometimes does take something of this magnitude to make people step back and and just be kinder to each other in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's very broad, but uh, it's just it's it, we almost need to like hit that reset button, right? Um, so with that being said, though, uh, one of the cooler things that I've seen during this whole epidemic is the uh, I don't know if you I don't know if you've ever had these where you've lived in the past, but uh, the nice people of St. Louis, at least in the couple neighborhoods that I've recently lived in or live in currently have like these uh, these neighborhood bookshelf book storage book nook things where it's literally just like somebody builds a little enclosure birdhouse but a bookshelf yes that is thank you (laughs) that's exactly exactly what it looked like to me because when i saw one for the first time i was like that's a big fucking birdhouse big ass bird like they're they're having a bird orgy in there (laughs) (laughs) they've got cigarettes and like scotch and they're just having a fucking good time in there (laughs) 
But yeah, there's a couple different shelves in there. And yeah, isn't it like if you have books to leave, you leave a book. If you like one, yeah. you take it. Leave one, take one type of thing, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, it's, yeah, it's just a very community-driven, wholesome thing in general, right? So, I mean, we could we could just take that at, at its at its core and and say, yeah, yo, that's that's a glow up. That's really sweet. Um, but they somebody had an idea to change the the whole uh, take a book, give a book thing to take some food, give some food, or vice versa, however you want to say it. Oh. So they literally had like these little food pantries in place of the books. Um, and I just thought that was uh, like that that never would have happened otherwise. Um, now granted some people that live in St. Louis might take this the wrong way, but this was also in St. Louis County where there's not a lot of people that are in super need. There's just not, they're, they're relatively more, they're just wealthier in the County. It's just, it's just a fact of the matter. They're wealthier in the County. So I could see that more like being like an inner city, like benefiting inner city places way more. Than it would there, but I I guess like inner city people could go to that area though. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure, that could definitely happen, and they do have the little like reading nooks where I live now. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, still really an amazing idea, and uh, I hope that it did benefit you know whoever may may have needed it at that time. So that's cool that they were able to take like a pre-existing thing and like alter it to like the current need. Exactly, exactly. Instead of like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess still having books there would be cool because I guess a lot of people are bored, you know, but um Yeah, that's true. You know, like jigsaw puzzles are like sold out everywhere right now. Oh, I imagine the jigsaw companies are raking in the dough right now. Dude, I went to buy one because I was like, oh, dude, I got so much time. Like, I fucking love puzzles. I kind of miss them. I want to do one. And I couldn't find one anywhere. Not Amazon, not Target, not Barnes & Noble, not anywhere. If, huh. if if you could find them, they're, like, backordered, like, a month, and they're, like, twice the price. Like, it's crazy. It is kind of nuts, though. Like, that you now that you say that, I'm thinking of so many people that have had, like, Snapchats or, like, any sort of social platform showing them doing a puzzle (laughs) i think i'm the only person that hasn't done one that's how i feel i haven't done one either i mean do you like them in general yeah i like them a lot i used to glue them together and like put them in frames so i always got like a really cool picture okay i can appreciate that i can appreciate that i never got one where like you put it together and you're like all right let's take it apart and put it back in the box and maybe we'll do it again someday no like (laughs) i don't want to go through it twice once is good yeah, I I guess the idea is maybe so that like the younger people in your life get a chance to do it at some point. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I don't when know. you're when your grandma dapper dame, you can be like, oh, I I did that puzzle <laughs> back in my day. <laughs> in less than that t- other piece in '96. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. But yeah, uh, there's actually a place in St. Louis called the Puzzle Warehouse. I've never been inside. But it's right off the highway. I want to know what that place looks like right now. Wait, so like, it does it? What is it exactly? Like, can you go there and make puzzles? Can you go there and I have no clue. No clue. All all I know is that it has a really 
bright big sign. You can see it from the highway, and it's the motherfucking puzzle warehouse. So I, <laughs> I mean, I think maybe it's you get the puzzle hookup. I'm saying I could have the pipeline, or you know, if you're getting really desperate, you could just drive up here, go to the puzzle warehouse. Eight hours to go to a puzzle warehouse. I mean, you know, it's it's these times where uh you know, you just have to buck up, get get it done. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe <laughs> there's a train or something. You could take the train. It's fine. I actually can't totally fine. Can't remember if the tra- no, I, I don't think the train does go that far east. It goes to New Orleans and I think stops there. Along with the puzzles, do you notice that people in general, at least I've noticed this on like social media and like talking to the people that I do like through Discord, have been like more creative throughout right. this uh, quarantine? Because like you have downtime and then your brain just kind of wants to do something. So things right. like puzzles or coloring or drawing or whatever, you know, I notice people are doing a lot more of that. Do you think that there would be like a major surge in just art in general if we did sort of maintain this not not the social distancing thing maybe but like more like work from home maybe working less hours a week like some of the European cuz like you know how some European countries do like what like 35 hour work weeks or like 32 hour work weeks or something like that they do like um, four days on, three days off type of thing. I, yeah, I mean, we almost have three days because we have Saturday and Sunday most of the time. But it's usually like with most places, like two days off a week is standard, which in my opinion is never enough time. <laughs> right. Um. So I would love it if there was like a four day work week and three days off, you know? Yeah. I think I would want more of like... um. No, maybe not. I don't know. I used to be a really big fan of like the whole siesta thing um, where they would take a break in the middle of the day. Oh, like a really long like lunch break or something? Really long lunch. Yeah, like two to three hours type of thing. I used to be a really big proponent of that. But mm-hmm. I then discovered I don't like my work day to end later. Like sometimes you just want to like bang out your work day, right? You know? Yeah, there was one job I had where I worked at like six or seven in the morning, but I was usually off by like one o'clock and that was super nice. Yeah. If, as long as you're able to get up at the butt crack of dawn, I mean, (laughs) Oh dude, I looked like shit every single day I walked into that place. Like I look pretty tired and like hit right now, but it'd be like up in a bun target t-shirt on. All right, let's go stock some shit. (laughs) (laughs) Some of those uh some of those stocking jobs though can be like super just chill and therapeutic, you know? You're just And yeah, if honestly, if y'all are looking for like a job that's really not too difficult, that pays pretty good, anything like logistics in a store pays well. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. Like uh I know like even if you were like a overnight like a forklift operator or something of that nature, they can also mm-hmm. make some pretty good pretty good coin. You don't have anyone that fucks with you, you know, no public like yelling, you know, you get mm-hmm. to do your own thing <laughs> type of type of deal, you know? Yeah. That's why I really like those early shifts. You have like a couple hours where like the store is not even open and you get to leave before like the chaos hits. 
Yeah. So it was like the perfect shift. Yeah. I, I always kind of, uh, tossed around the idea when I was younger and I worked at, uh, I worked at a grocery store as uh maintenance, um, you know, a janitor, if you want to be an asshole, <laughs> um, <laughs> but the overnight janitor who, you know, they were mainly responsible for like waxing and cleaning the floors and shit like that. And, uh, I always thought about, you know, what if I could do that? What if I could just be that overnight guy that, you know, it's a very simple task, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm already a night owl, so whatever, but that guy was super creepy. He was real creepy. And I just feel like at that time in my life, I didn't want to be that creepy guy that worked overnight as a janitor. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying all, I'm not saying all overnight janitors are creeps, but it's, no, just, it's just interesting that at the moment that you were like, I could do that. You see this guy who like super deters you from ever doing that. Well, I would rarely see him, but on the mornings that the night shift would some or the overnight shift would sometimes bleed into the morning shift, I would mm-hmm. see him and maybe it was because he's already worked like eight hours or whatever. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but he just he just gave off a really creepy vibe and i it just really was just like is is this what is this what overnight janitorial people are <laughs> i mean dude work at midnight it's like it sounds good initially cuz you're like oh you know i'm up late anyways dude working midnights when you have to stay up late just like it's i don't know there's nothing like it cuz you're just you never see the sun if anything, you see it when you go to work and then when you come home and then you sleep and then you get up and you do it again. Mm-hmm. And even on your days off, like you can't do anything during the day. You're nocturnal now. And yeah. That's just how it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's you really have to adjust to that like big time. You really and like also like shit that you have to get done at like normal business hours. So like mm-hmm. you have to also keep that in mind that, you know, I can't sleep the whole day if I need to like go to the bank oh, or dude. you know do what like do whatever is required in that nine to five time slot where the, the rest of the world is moving about but you're sleeping yeah i feel that i feel that there like when i was on midnights because i would get home maybe around 2 30 in the morning um i wouldn't wake up until like at least noon okay so you were second shift you would start yeah, at like two or three and then earn or a little later, like four maybe, and then go to two thirty. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking like the janitors at Schnooks would be like, this would be like a midnight to eight, or like an mm-hmm. eleven to seven in the morning. Like that's, I don't. I had a friend who actually for a very long time, Ryan, bless his heart. If you're listening to this, I will never understand how you did this but he worked uh, at steak and shake overnights as a waiter um first of all we loved steak and shake when we were drunk and so do a lot of other people so how he dealt with all of our drunk asses you know throughout all those years is beyond me because holy crap like it's bad enough to not you know, to not have like a normal work schedule, but you're mm-hmm. also dealing with fuckheads. <laughs> I always feel bad for like the people who have overnight to like any restaurant that's like a greasy spoon type place, you know, like Waffle House. Oh my God, those poor people. Poor souls. Bless your hearts. 
24 <laughs> hours, we'll cook whatever you want in a stick of butter. Here you yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. And Denny's. Denny's is like that too. Yep. Yep. For sure. <laughs> Takes a special person to be that. <laughs> so much patience. Much so patience. Much. Yes. I, I couldn't do that job. Nope. I'd probably get fired like within a week. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's, there's no way. Even, even as a cook, I don't think that I could, I could do that. No. Mm-mm. I'm out. Yeah, can you imagine someone who's drunk and constantly sending it back because they're like, oh, no, sorry. I mean, I wanted it, but now I'm thinking about it and I really don't. And can you just like make it again? Yeah, I really hope that those servers tip out their cooks after all that drunkenness. I'm trying to really think of. Don't cooks make the most like in that in that situation? Do they? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I thought waitresses were like probably the least paid and then bussers and dishwashers and then cooks. Well, any of the places that I've gone to, I don't know if I've ever seen a busser at that time. You know, so it would be it would literally just be like one cook and one server and that's it. Most places. So the server is the busser? The server is the busser. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. That's a lot. All right. I remember we yeah. went to this place all the time called Uncle Bill's. Shout out to Uncle Bill's. They're still around. But, uh, oh, man, there was this one lady. She was just always super cool with us. She always took care of us. So we took care of her, like, tip-wise. Mm-hmm. But, man, she worked her butt off. She really did. I mean, I, I don't know. I could never. I could have never done her job. I, I will Can say that right now. Have been a waiter? No. I don't think I could do it. I think that I... I'd flip out. I'd flip out on somebody. I was a waitress once, I think. Yeah, just one time. And it was because one of like my roommates worked in the kitchen at this place and I was looking for work and they were like, yeah, dude, just like walk down there and just tell them that you have experience. And I'm like, all right, I don't know if this is going to work, but I'm literally just going to walk down there and say, yeah, I have experience. And it worked and I got the job. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Downside was they paid you in cash. It was Ooh. in. Yeah. Um, and you got paid, I think it was like two fifty an hour and it was a Coney Island across from the courthouse. Um, so it was just like a really weird place and spot to be. So like a bunch of suit and ties coming in. And then like late at night, since there's bars around, you get drunk people. Oh, so you get the full spectrum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get the clean shaven, you know, crowd and then you get the fucking... I'm going to piss in your bathroom because I can't aim my dick crowd. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was not a good waitress because you really like to be a good server. You really have to know the menu and know like the stipulations within it. That's true. Um, so there would be things like a, two kids would order food and they got their little drinks, but their drinks come with the food. So there's no refills on those. Oh, but I, yeah. So things like that, you know, or like if you charge for a kid's meal and then charge for soda, people kind of get pissed because it's like a two in one thing. I don't know. This is just things that have remembered <laughs> from me being a terrible waitress. And I still think about it. <laughs> yeah. I've always thought about it for sure, but I don't think that like, I just, I know, I know I'm just going to be honest with myself. I know that I would probably flip out on somebody, maybe not like a full fledged, you know, 10 out of 10, like raging screaming probably throw my apron down or something but i would i would 
definitely give a customer a piece of my mind after a certain amount of time. Like I'm going to give it six to eight months. I'm giving a customer a piece of my mind and I'm getting fired over oh, it. I did not work there that long. I think I <laughs> no. worked there like three months and I was like, fuck this job. Damn. I thought you were going to say three weeks. <laughs> no, no. I stayed there for a little bit, but I mean, it was so bad and so underpaid. Yeah. I listen. Waiting on people is, it is a task and shout out to you guys because man, and you know, what's crazy is I've even, I even have some friends that, uh, that still do it to this day and have done it for multiple, multiple, multiple years and they actually enjoy it. Uh, I don't know if it's for like just the social aspect, mm -hmm. um, or just the fast pacing of it or, or whatever it may be, but. I commend them because I mean, most people work in like that type of situation, you know, like through college or whatever, mm -hmm. or like for extra money or whatever, maybe. And they get, they get the hell out, you know, cause they're done. <laughs> yeah. There's some people that I've met though, like people that I've met who are really good servers and have been servers for a long time, um, are really like charming kind of people you know because they're like mm -hmm. a people person they're really easy to talk to and talk about just like everything just yeah. like anything under the sun they make good bartenders yeah that's true i know a couple of bartenders they, they're very charming people yeah i i actually know more bartenders that have been i guess quote unquote lifelong bartenders versus people that are waiters or waitresses I guess that makes sense. Would you well, consider like a bartender to be more of a staple in like a restaurant scene? Well, I was going to say you get more of a chance to build rapport and relationships with your clients versus, mm -hmm. you know, where a waiter waitress, they're like burning and turning for the most part. So you only get like a limited interaction, even though you might build like a regular clientele as a server. Mm -hmm. Um, you're just not gonna, I don't think you get that depth, uh, is easy as a bartender would. I don't know. I guess it just depends. It just depends. Have you ever I, bartended? No. I haven't no, either. I was like a server at a bar before, but I never like worked at like behind the counter. That would be, mm -mm. nope. <laughs> yeah. A couple people have told me that like, I have the charm to be a bartender, but I know mm -hmm. for a fact i would fuck off way too much i'd be like getting in conversations and forgetting to make people's drinks and that's the whole the tricky bit you have to be like really sociable and also not ignore people exactly you have to be and it's like it's really basically impossible to multitask like as many as as many people can you know that say oh my god i'm such a good multitasker you're not um it's just it, it, but I'm you ha but you have to be as close to acceptable at multitasking as possible. <laughs> so I think there is a varying degree, you know, mm -hmm. at, at being, I guess, proficient at multitasking, but your brain is just not set up to, to do such things, you know? Well, I guess once you bartend for a long time, it's like with anything, you kind of just do it with like the back of your brain, you know, it's not like an active thing anymore. Yeah. Driving. You don't like, actively think about like all right push the pedal this much no 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 break you know yeah so same thing I, I would think with bartending and that's why like a lot of people don't really have a conversation and stop service 
with somebody. They like work and talk at the same time. Yeah. You can't have a deep conversation really when you're a bartender. Like there, there are a lot of shallow conversations going on simultaneously. Sort of because they're definitely never like spilled feelings to a bartender. (laughs) My day, (laughs) I definitely have. (laughs) Really, yeah. Conversation, but I mean, at at my at my local watering hole, not just like some random bar where I just like bombard some random bartender with my woes that you just met. (laughs) Right. Oh yeah, that would be a little bit much. That would be different. Regular place, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, but regardless, I mean. Even with even with that situation, you know, where you've already built, you know, a, a relationship with a bartender, the, the the conversations still tend to be rather shallow because they are having to keep up with, you know, doing other things, making drinks, you know, making like a cleaning round or whatever the hell. So, yeah, <laughs> it's a complicated yeah. job. <laughs> it's definitely one I would not be good at. <laughs> Shout out to you guys. Seriously. <laughs> And shout out to all my Debs people. Love you guys. <laughs> They're taking it hard. They're taking it hard during these times. So, um, yeah, it's it's rough. It's rough for sure. It is rough yeah, for sure. There's a lot of industries struggling. There's actually one that I saw. Um, so I used to live in Reno, Nevada, before I moved out here to Georgia Atlanta, in case anybody didn't know that. And when I was over there, there was this really little like plant shop that I absolutely fucking adored and it was called Sierra Water Gardens and it's just this one lady, Samantha Stremmel, who owns it and operates it and she does all kinds of stuff like with the community, you know, so it's not just like she has a storefront and that's it. She's very like community engaged and there's a garden right across the street that has like, uh, like it's a water garden, you know, so it's just, it's beautiful and you can rent it for venues, but anyways enough of me fangirling um (laughs) (laughs) she had to close her doors because she was um called a non-essential business right other places like nurseries where they sell fruit and vegetables um like the starters or whatever or even like home depot since they're essential can keep their garden center open right she can't have just her regular plant store and i was like well fuck dude like i get it but also like that sucks i don't like what do you even do about that it's a very good question and not to get like super into it, but uh, I really hope that they figure out the whole small business funding thing because I've sort mm-hmm. of kept up with it. I mean, I obviously follow some small business stuff um, having, you know, tr- like literally everything that I've done with the, with the barbecue thing has come to a halt uh, because yeah. of this stuff. But I so I but I keep up with small business things in general. Um, and it seems like they're just fighting for crumbs at this point. So I hope that they sort everything out. <laughs> Seriously. Same. Like, I hope there's more like news in the future of like, all right, what's the plan for this? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, hopefully, I mean, that's just a no brainer, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> we hope so. <laughs> I actually saw something really cool. I wanted to bring this up as well. So um, like a local um, a local car company, car park company, uh, DSX tuning, uh, shout out to Dave and Matt, but they, um, they actually started making the little straps to, um, to put a mask on without straining your ears. I'm trying to think of the actual name for them now. They're like something. I don't, I don't I can't remember, but either way. So like 
you know, a typical mask, like the, the, the little like strings go around your ears. So after you wear them for like so many hours, it strains mm. the fuck out of the back of your ears. Well, like these little straps, I guess, go around a different way, like around like the back the of back your, of your head. head. Yeah. Instead of okay. doing like doing it on the ears or whatever. But I thought it was just really cool that they like took a, a completely different direction from, you know, because they have all these fancy machines that make all these cool car parts. And they're just like, let's put this to the side and let's make these cool little things for nurses and other, you know, other people that have basically been having to wear these masks for eight plus hours a day. Um, and so I thought that was a cool little glow up, you know, just uh, just a nice, wholesome thing to do uh, and not, you know, just they, they, they could have easily taken advantage of the fact that a bunch of people are bored at home and probably working on their cars and they could have pumped out like a bunch of car parts and put them on sale and you know been making sales left and right uh but they decided I mean, to do potentially, that potentially i know a lot of like auto places have like switched what they're manufacturing so they don't have to close doors but also to help yeah i mean there is that too for sure i didn't even think about that as far as like from a financial standpoint that's very interesting um i know that the guys at DSX were just doing it just to, to be good dudes. Um, nice. But also it, it, it was really interesting because they were talking about the process. So like each little strap took like 15 minutes to make on, a, on their like little machine or maybe it was, maybe it was even more than that. So yeah, like, made out of? um, rubber? no, or... it was like a hard plastic. Maybe I can't remember, but okay. either way, what the the process is meant to like you know basically be for more finer parts like for whatever car application um where they would be making you know a small batch of these but be selling them for you know a high price of whatever kit in, it's included with type of okay. thing so but yeah no it was just like they could only pump out so many a day of these straps, mm -hmm. but they were still dedicated to running this machine all day to make as many as they could and not That's for, cool. not for profit, you know? Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really That's cool. Awesome. Yeah. That is just a wholesome feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I definitely like almost actively seek it out lately. Like anything that's kind of like wholesome or just like makes your heart feel good. Yeah, it's just, but it's, it's just, again, it's so like, why can't we have these feelings all the time? <laughs> you know? Well, Cause I would cry all the time. I just <laughs> be like, Ooh, woo, everything's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it is a really interesting topic to just talk about like hitting the reset button, so to speak. And, and just. Yeah, like people caring more, like not even just about each other, but like even just things, um, you know, just like things that you're financially attached to or materially attached to um, that don't really, you don't, you, you, the, the connection to that dissolves whenever people are freaking out, you know, and, and they have to like readjust their focus on you know, living instead of all these other like minute things 
that are going on in your well, seemingly minute anyway, that are going I've on in your life. I've actually noticed uh, a lot of like my neighbors are like getting rid of their shit. Sure. Like around like trash day, since I live in like a little cul-de-sac, so it's basically like just a U-turn of houses. Yeah. Um, like almost every trash day, someone's getting rid of something. Like I think everyone's just in their house and they're like, I have too much shit everywhere, and now they're just like eating it outside. Seriously, I mean, I know I've I've mentioned uh, minimalism a couple times on the podcast, but it's it's maybe a good time to practice a little bit of minimal minimalism. Um, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that. Well, actually, on the other front of that, I w- I looked at a a thread in the minimalism subreddit, and they were talking about prepping as a minimalist. What? How much should you actually keep? in terms of emergencies and a lot of the people that in the thread were just like, yeah, no, we fly by the seat of our pants. Um, we, we don't, never thought about that. yeah, it's very interesting because you, you see this cross section of people that are getting rid of things and going towards minimalism, but you're also seeing minimalists being very underprepared, even just having a bag of, of rice um and a couple canned goods that have a good shelf life um I not even that about like minimalism with like your pantry you know like you, yeah if, if you eat a box of cereal this week you buy one box yeah and that's it yeah absolutely yeah like you it's oh it's just taking up space otherwise or like having having like a camping gear set like around even if you're not a camper like it's just a good idea to maybe have like a sleeping bag a camping stove a little bottle of propane you know just super 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 basic survival gear mm-hmm. um a minimalist would typically not have unless they already are oh absolutely absolutely i don't have it at this house but yes absolutely absolutely yeah, I mean, I I love camping. Don't get me wrong. So like, I, that that's that's why I have it. I don't have it because I'm like I gotta prep, you know. Um, even there's even sometimes where I consider myself under prep for an emergency. Like I'm definitely under prep. Like if you go by FEMA rules, I don't have most of that stuff. We should <laughs> we should bring that up. Actually, you want you want to bring you want to bring this up right now? Let's bring this up right now. FEMA emergency list i'm just curious oh wow this thing is a whole pdf uh-huh wow okay yeah. so one gallon of water per person per day for at least three days don't have that see my pops even told me like do like two weeks yeah that's a pretty solid yeah like that's so much water i have been trying to I have been definitely trying to buy food two weeks worth. I mean, just for the sake of going to the grocery store less, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just to have like that two week window. If shit does somehow get really crazy, I have two weeks of food. Um, okay. So food, at least a three day supply of non-perishable food. I have that. I have that. I don't non-perishable. have non-perishable three days worth. I have like raw meat in the fridge. But can't <laughs> that shit with you. Do you have like at least a bag of rice and like some beans? I have rice. I don't have beans. I always cook them wrong, so I stop buying them. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll count that. Maybe we'll count that. All right. 
battery powered or hand cr- hand crank radio and an NOAA weather radio. What the hell is that? What is an uh, NOAA weather radio? Sounds like Noah. I don't know. I have no um, idea. I don't have a radio. I don't either. I don't either. I'm I'm so reliant on my phone. Same. Yeah. Wow. That's how we I need... find my weather and my news and my everything. I don't have a radio. We we should probably change that. Oh, I think a radio <laughs> A radio is radio. so crucial. That's so true. Does an alarm clock radio count? No, that said battery powered or Yeah, battery hand powered crank? or hand crank. Yeah. And you probably want hand crank if you, it's for an emergency. I would think so, but I could I'm telling you right now, how the fuck are you finding a hand crank radio? Amazon. <laughs> There's no, it, like, hold on. No way. No way. No way does that exist on Amazon right now. I have to know. I have to know. I have to know. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. How much is it? 28 bucks. It's not the worst. 30 bucks. Yeah. 30 bucks. Amazon <laughs> choice. also took batteries. That would be cool. And just crank it when it dies. Right. That's actually not bad. Not bad. But I still don't know what an NOA weather radio is. I mean, I'm not going to bother to look it up, but I'm sure it's some fancy emergency radio that only preppers have. <laughs> or just people that are more prepared than us. Well, okay, come on. Come on. We're like... I bet if we look in like a grandfather's basement, maybe we'll find one. Listen, we're one for three right now. All right. I have a bag of rice so far. That's my <laughs> that's, supplies. That's what I do too. <laughs> I don't even keep bottled water around, okay? <laughs> like I have some water. I have six liters. Oh, okay. Well, that's enough for just you, maybe. <laughs> Me for like three days. It's that's enough for you for like two days, probably. Two I, yeah, I maybe three. Think, I think like a liter a day is what you're supposed to drink, but I really don't drink that much, I don't think. Is a liter a day like the very minimum? That would be like well, no, because you can go multiple days without any water. So I'm talking out of my butt on that. But anyway, <laughs> flashlight and extra batteries. All right. So I know I have a little baby flashlight, but I definitely don't have extra batteries. For- well, actually, I think it is AAA. So, yeah, I do have extra batteries. So check one. Check one off for me. I don't know if I have batteries, but we have these things. Um for the last two years um, on Christmas, Jesse gets these from his grandma. Um, and it's this little lantern and it has like this top that you pull up and then like the light comes out and turns on, but they are so blindingly bright that we call them the power of the sun. Huh? Um, and we'd be like, Oh, do you know where the power of the sun is? Yeah. On top of the fridge. Um, (laughs) but we have two of those and those will like light a whole room. They're so insanely bright. That's really cool. I'm gonna have to look into that. (laughs) For sure. I send you a picture. They're not very tall. They're like maybe three, four inches tall. Okay. Yeah, that's super legit. I used to have um, the camping lanterns that would actually use the propane bottle, like the little small green propane bottles as the base. And those were really handy. But I I lost or broke one over the years and never, never replaced it. But um, I do have, I do have my pro, I have three. Don't ask me how. I have three propane stoves, so I'm ready. I'm ready to cook. If oh, uh right. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's it's a long story. It's a long story. 
I had one. I wanted another one. A friend gave me one, you know. Basically what happened is I thought I lost mine, my original one. And then mm -hmm. this guy I knew who was hard up for money because I later found out he was a drug addict and it, it made the whole thing a crazy story. But he somehow had two camping stoves and he sold them to me for a ridiculously cheap amount. That's why I bought both. Um, oh. And so, and then I found my original and now I have three. <laughs> I have three fucking camping stoves. So get at me if you want a camping stove. I'll give it to you, literally. <laughs> How big are they? Like, could you put like a pot of water on it? Oh yeah, for sure. They're two, like two standard size, almost standard size burners. So you can do like uh, a 12 inch skillet on one side and then like a pretty 